Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Hi, and welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast. So good to be back with everybody. I'm Joel Grote. And I'm Lynn Wilder, and I'm really excited about today. Emma, we have with us um, Emma Moss, and I'm actually going to start out with a little story, Emma, about how we met. You know, when I was LDS, I did not know how big God was, and I didn't realize he was a personal God, and I didn't know that he did these wacky little things, right, (laughs) to connect people and to arrange things sometimes for his own purposes. And so Emma's one of those people that came into my life through one of these really wacky things. My husband and I were in the Gilbert, Arizona area speaking at a church. And sometimes the churches put us up in a home. And so that had happened here in Gilbert. Redeemer Bible Church had put us up in the home of someone there at the church. And while we were there, the owner had tickets to go see Ben Stein, some political event, right? On like a Monday night or something. So I go with them. And I'm sitting probably in the second row when all this, when Ben's speaking and stuff. And right before he started speaking, this lady tapped me on the shoulder and she said, I hear you have a ministry with Mormons. And I'm thinking, (laughs) wow, I don't know this lady from Eve, right? How would she know that? So I turn around and she says, I have a daughter that's currently dating a young man who's LDS. And I would love for you to meet her. So the very next day, the mom and Emma and I had lunch. And that's how all this began. Emma, welcome. Wow. Tell us a little bit about yourself and and this dating Luke and how it began and all of that. Yeah. What's crazy, too, about that event was, like, my parents were there also very randomly like they just happened to get tickets from a friend of theirs and then they found out about you because of somebody else that they were sitting by it was yeah definitely one of those god god moments um as well as really yeah luke and i's story is just so god (laughs) um we had both moved to arizona kind of unexpectedly um and so we had met through my brother because he does parkour, which is like for the do like, I don't know, ninja type stuff, running and jumping off buildings and clips and all that cool stuff. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty <laughs> cool. That. And my brother does that too. And so I was just hanging out with my brother and his friends. Um, because I just moved here, I didn't really know any, anyone, so I was just kind of a groupie. And then Luke had just moved here and he was at one of those events too. So we met through that. I didn't really think anything (laughs) um, of him. And then uh, he started talking to me and um, I think he had actually gotten injured or something. So he was like, I'm I'm bored at home. 
like you want to hang out and I was like sure yeah I don't, I don't have any friends we can hang out so we started talking and it was pretty clear pretty early on like the romantic intentions I think that were there and I but I was feeling nervous because I was I hadn't really heard him bring up anything about Jesus nothing positive or negative or just kind of anything and I um yeah I, I love the Lord and I knew that already that that's something that's really important to me in a significant other and through social media like stalking him a little bit I noticed that some of his friends or his siblings were posting these pictures of Jesus with these scriptures that I didn't recognize mm. as Google oh, yeah. it, and I was like oh, Mormonism I think that's what <laughs> And so that made me kind of nervous because I, I was like, okay, there's clearly some sort of connection here, but he hasn't really said anything on his own, what, what he believes or thinks. And um, what was your spiritual background then at that time? Were you yeah, raised like I, in a Christian family, strong Christian family? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in a strong Christian family. And I, so at this point I had graduated college from Biola university, which is a Christian university. Oh, yeah. Good school. And Bible biblical studies um and yeah that was a huge like testing of my faith I, I feel like in a lot of ways was kind of the most firm I had been at that point in my faith because I really had spent a lot of time digging into you know what I believe and why I believe it so it was just really clear to me that I was like that's not a negotiable factor um and yet here I am with the student I don't know what he thinks so I need to to figure that out mm -hmm. um so yeah I think it had been like just kind of a few weeks of us hanging out and talking a lot and uh he had gone on a trip and came back and I was like the whole time he was gone I was like all right when he gets back like I'm just gonna need to have a, a point blank conversation to figure out where he stands with God and so um he did when he came back I had asked him I think he had brought up something about his family being LDS um but he still never, like, he explicitly said, you know, my family's kind of LDS, and then screwed away. So I think I brought it up that way. I was like, so I know you've mentioned that your family's kind of LDS, whatever that means to you. Um, so, like, what about you? Where do you stand um, in, in your faith, and what do you believe? And so I think he was really surprised that I asked him that. And he explained that he really didn't know where he stood because he had actually just finished a semester at BYUI, um, which is, um, yeah, the Mormon University, but in Idaho. And right. um, it didn't go so well there. And he didn't find the answers he was hoping to find. He was really thinking that while he was at the school that he would maybe get some more clarity on Mm -hmm. yep. and he didn't get that and um so he was just yeah he was telling me where basically he's like I don't know like to me, it's so clear to me that with the way that everything is intentionally designed that there is a creator like I think God is real but at the same time there's these things I've learned that just don't quite seem to measure up is kind of where he was at so I was really shocked because that wasn't what I was expecting I was kind of thinking like okay either he's gonna be like yeah I'm, you know my family's LDS but I have like my own personal relationship with Jesus and I just love him it's this it's a different thing or that he was gonna be like 
yeah, I'm, I'm LDS My too. My family's LDS, I'm LDS too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The healthy, yeah. Or maybe even just like, no, like, I hate, there's no God, something like that. Just something kind of more radical on um, on any side of the spectrum. And that wasn't what I got. So <laughs> I was like, okay, wow, this is different than I expected <laughs> that maybe we have to, uh, I don't know, I guess I'm like, okay, well, there's clearly like a big opportunity to witness here, but I don't know, like, as far as our interpersonal relationship, where that leaves us. Right. Um, yeah. But so, you are married to him now. So obviously, <laughs> <laughs> something took to a turn for the more serious. So where was all of that when I met you? So here's the rest of our story together, right? So... The odd thing, so I have lunch with you and your mom the next day after I meet your mom, and my husband and I were, oh, it might have just been me, speaking at a church, like, mm -hmm. in another day or something, mm -hmm. and I just offhandedly said, why don't you bring him, right, to hear what I have to say? Oh, for sure, yeah. So Luke drives, like, an hour away to hear me speak at this church. He's sitting in the front, and he's just, like totally intense paying attention I so were you with him emma did you come too oh so actually okay so kind of between where i left off and where lynn is at what had happened was we continued we kind of we kept like trying we kept having these little meetings trying to define our relationship you know already yeah <laughs> he was really he understood that for me that like Jesus was non-negotiable but we also both understood that he can't you know just make that choice because I want him to um mm -hmm. yeah personal decision so there was just a lot of tension there of us having to be patient with each other but we also just enjoyed each other's company and and talking I think especially with having like deeper conversations I don't think he really had anyone to like have conversations about God or how he was feeling or what he thought and just be really honest because I, I did tell him that night when we first talked about it I said well here's here's the story as I know it and I just told him from Genesis to Revelation like the story as I know it and um and I remember his face just lit up and he just seemed to be really full of hope so he had been he started coming to church with my family and just kind of doing a lot of digging for himself and I think it was maybe like a few weeks before meeting you, Lynn, that he had asked me about, um, like, he was like, okay, I, I've come to this place. Like, I want to accept Jesus as, as the king. Like, what does that mean? What do I do? And so I kind of wow. explained that. And wow. So, so that like just happened. And then I think he was, then he was kind of starting to walk into the cultural implications. Yeah. Yeah. Of like, so yeah. how do I, talk to my family about this he was living with his brothers um you know they're still lds and his mm -hmm. you know just would hear you know about the time like his parents would call and be like listen to this talk by this prophet or you know different things and so it was just i think really hard for him to know that he didn't agree but not he didn't want to necessarily say that to them and just didn't know Right, because that creates a lot of family tension. Yeah, now you totally get that, right? I mean, you watched all of that go yeah, on. Totally, totally. Yeah, so then he, um, I think, like, 
to say maybe just a few days before meeting you, we had had a conversation and I had said some, I said something about him like not being a Mormon. And he was like, well, it's not that I'm not a Mormon. It's not that I'm not, you know, this or that. I'm just Luke. Like, that's all. <laughs> I'm just Luke. And I was just surprised to hear him like talking like that. I was like, what do you mean? Like you have chosen what you believe. I, I didn't understand really. Now, did he even understand the how much how much discrepancy, how much how many era how many irreconcilable differences there are between basic Mormon doctrine and basic biblical Christian doctrine? Yeah, I don't think he did. I think because yeah, that's what we keep finding, Lynn. Right? There's a lot of Mormon people that don't even understand how oh. different the two belief systems are. Yeah, sure, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, like I think he understood enough to realize like that this is a real change that's not the same, but still is at that point of not fully realizing. Like I think was still in that place of like maybe I could still kind of figure out a way to do both. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not offend my parents, but yes. do my own yeah. thing, but yeah. not really be <laughs> loud about it, right? Just kind of yeah. do it under the table. Yeah. Yeah. So when we had met Lynn, we had actually wanted to all go to lunch together but I think it was like our work schedules were opposite that day or something so I couldn't go to where she was speaking and he couldn't go to lunch so mm -hmm. that's why so we met up at lunch and um I was really naive to so many aspects of Mormonism at the time I, I knew some of the foundational differences that make it clear to me that it's not the same but I really didn't understand a lot of a lot of other things about it at that time so for me when i met up with lynn we were able to just talk so much about things that were really comforting to me about you know like has he been on a mission or not and what some of the, the yeah of these different practices so the cultural are. markers that kind of show how in are you and yeah what the poll's likely to be yeah mm -hmm, exactly um because i think we were still also you know a little worried at that point of like okay I, I have to just kind of have faith and say that if you're professing professing this faith that it is yours but I'm also still being cautious that you're not just trying to be in a relationship with me and trying to make it work that way um so then he went to go see Lynn speak and it was just so it was so the Holy Spirit everything that you said that night was really what he needed to hear because a lot of it was just about how you can't um you know, do both, like that you have to make a choice. And also I think, um, I don't know if it's something she, I think he was also just really so excited because Lynn, you were so different than what he anticipated. Um, <laughs> There's someone who's like talking about Mormonism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Expecting the full frontal assault. Yeah, anti-Mormon, mad, cynical, sarcastic. Yeah, unfortunately yeah. there are those people out there and very yeah. fortunately, Lynn isn't anywhere near that. So yeah. <laughs> well, I can have been LDS all my life and feel that way about them, obviously. Right. So here's the interesting thing about Luke, right? I'm aware he's up front. I'm aware something's really going on with him emotionally. And a lot of times those people bolt afterwards. They're not they're not ready, right? Yeah. He came and got me right afterwards and asked me if I would go into a room and talk to him. And we went into a bathroom wow. probably for an hour, if I remember. And he cried his heart out. And I just was so moved that 
that God is totally doing something with this guy, right? He's totally struggling. Yeah. He's trying to figure it out. He's such a kind-hearted, gentle guy who knows what this is going to do to his family and his parents who want him to go on a mission and all of that, right? Yeah. In fact, he did go home that summer. And wow, that was a hard summer, huh? Yeah. His parents were out of state and he was just in Arizona to go to school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So then does that mark a difference in your relationship then after he goes to the meeting with Lynn and talks to her for an hour? Yeah. What does that do? What does that do to his world and your relationship? So he, a big thing I know that he had like asked, sought advice on was like, how do I talk to my parents about this? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think, yeah, that was big in our relationship because I was able to just kind of observe that like him taking these steps on his own that was something that was really hard for me and it was I felt like I tried to be really hands-free so to speak (laughs) yeah yeah discipleship just because of our relationship and so it's kind of hard you know like there's an aspect where I want to control in a a certain sense it also just helped like I think if it had been other people in my life I probably would have been a lot more you know like let's meet every day we're gonna read the bible or you know just doing a lot more but because i was kind of honestly testing his heart myself i was kind of staying back and trying to um just watch watch the spirit do his own work and watch watch luke to see where he was at um and thirsting for god to kind of also test my heart and make sure that i wasn't forcing my agenda on him either yeah, no, no good for you because um, the fallen tendency of guys is to avoid responsibility through blame shifting. The fallen <laughs> tendency of women is to manipulate relationships through pressure because very often they have an intuitive sense for how the relationship should be and what should be happening. And that's usually right. But then that urge to step in and then start controlling those relationships, especially if the guy's being hands off and being a little bit passive. So good for you for listening to the spirit. And because that had to be hard to step back and say, okay, where's the spirit going to take this guy that you care about very deeply? Yeah, definitely. I, something that I felt like the Lord had spoken really clearly to me was the phrase, uh, stop securing your edges. That was like the phrase. (laughs) It was like, just that feeling of something that I would tend to do, which is like to just always make sure like like okay well if this is how I don't know just like really trying to create different boxes to like make sure that things were going to work out well Mm -hmm. and the Lord just clearly he kept speaking that over and over stop securing your edges and it really forced me to take things day by day and just surrender surrender everything day by day that whether the relationship was successful as far as us staying together or not that that wasn't what it was about and just being open to um to to god and what he was going to do and just trusting that he was going to do a work through me and through luke and with us regardless of the end result yeah oh how cool Ah, so do you want to talk about that summer and how difficult that was for him yeah yeah so so we actually April of that year, we went to New Mexico, which is where his family lives. Um, he was going to be okay. a firefighter there over the summer. And so he had some 
like HR stuff to take care of over there. So I went with him to meet his family and stuff. And um, yeah, it was a good time. And he also talked to his mom at that time about what he believed and kind of wrote down a list of like what, what his beliefs are and why they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the time she was really accepting, really supportive about it. It was like, you know, that's fine. I love you no matter what. And it's, it's fine. And then Mm -hmm. I think a few weeks later she had called back and was like, I'm actually kind of concerned (laughs) (laughs) about some of the stuff you said. Um, And so I noticed a lot of tension in him since that time. Like he wouldn't really give me a lot of details about their conversations. And so I, I don't know. I knew something was like kind of off and right before he left there, I feel like there was kind of a tension between us growing. And so I think it was in May. Yeah. In like early May or late April that he left for the summer to go live with his family and, and be a firefighter. And his brothers were also joining his fire crew too. So now are his brothers all fairly strong LDS? Hmm. No, also kind of quasi. Yeah, I would say, yeah, they pretend. Okay, so was his mom pretty strong though? Yes, I would say, okay. I would say yes. It's kind of hit or miss, like depending sometimes on certain things. Yeah, they're different than a lot of LDS families I've seen. Um, well, that's not uncommon. But if she's got several sons that are kind of like, uh, kind of yes, kind of no. That would be, that would start to get a little unsettling for her as a mom. And so. Definitely. definitely. And one of his best, best friends um, came to visit, I think within like his first week or two home and his friend was about to leave for his mission. Oh, Um, wow. And his friend was also the one that had first like convinced him to go to BYU. So he's very strong. Very, very strong. And so that was a huge point of tension because right. I mean, he left and then his friend came and suddenly he stopped talking to me as often. Um, and we were just, we were kind of fighting about a lot of things. So I think we, I think we actually, I think I initiated, like, I was like, okay, let's just like not talk to each other for another week or something. Cause we, (laughs) um, and then when we did talk again, I was, I don't, I was just really surprised and, confused about like he was really gung-ho about a lot of things but then I could just tell that something was kind of off still too um so I don't know we felt like we had mostly repaired and then maybe half a week later we were talking just normally and then a few hours later I got a text and he was like uh long distance is too hard I'm breaking up with you thanks for the memories oh ouch (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I was like, that's raw. Yeah, yeah, I was really shocked and confused. Like, it just didn't seem like what he said didn't seem like it lined up with his character at all, from what I had known. Now, was the friend still there? Had the friend gone on the mission yet? Okay, yeah, yeah, and um, and he thought he like blocked me and all my family, like, he blocked our phone numbers. Right. on social media and then like also all his siblings too like unfollowed um, me on social media and stuff so I started wondering what was going on like I was like okay is this what what is the real cause of this that's just crazy and at this point too I was like okay I know it's not uncommon sometimes to be kind of 
X out of communication with these different mm -hmm. yeah. So I was like, is that what it is? Like, is it just his parents? Or like, what's going on? So I didn't know at all. And I was leaving to go out of the country, um, I think like in a few days at that point. Oh man. And here's the deal. We've got like one more minute on the podcast. So I, this is going to have to take a part two because <laughs> we're like ending right where you guys are apart and we know you're together now. So obviously there was a lot more that happened. That's true. So, so just tell us where were you going out of the country to real quick? And maybe that's where we'll pick up when we come back okay. next episode. Are you willing to do that? Can you go ahead and do a second with us? Okay. And I'm really excited to hear as he becomes solid in Christ and how he changes and yeah, yeah. that's the result of all this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I was about to leave for Greece um, for six weeks to do wow. some, some work with refugees there. Okay. So, yeah. And so you're like, okay, if this is the way you want it, I'm free. Um, see you in yeah. six weeks. But if he's, I mean, if he's totally blocked you. Yeah, I couldn't even respond. I couldn't even say, like, anything. Wow. So I was like, are you okay? <laughs> are you <laughs> All right. So what that means is we have to come back for part two to hear the rest of the story mm. of Emma and Luke and what God does, because I'm interested to hear what God does with your, at this point, I mean, it has to be somewhat broken heart going off to Greece, yeah. I was, you know, to be talking on the phone and then get a text on oh my heart. I'm sorry. That's just like, yeah. ouch. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of harsh. Well, um, he certainly was struggling back and forth, back and forth, which is yeah. so normal, right? Right. So yeah. It happens so much. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we'll be back, people. You'll have to tune in <laughs> to the next episode to get the rest of Emma's story. Thanks for being with us on the podcast. Grace and peace to you. Until next time. So long. Thank you for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. Join us next time for another conversation devoted to helping your life and relationships flourish. As always, you can find show notes, program transcripts, and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. For a limited time, we are offering the Wilder's book, Seven Reasons We Left Mormonism, for a donation of any amount. Go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the free book button to request yours. We greatly appreciate your support for the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals. Mm -hmm.